we make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our co-workers from family members to people we interact with in business every day what about the connections we make to ourselves? today we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives this is things worth considering with hosts gord riddell and alexia georgiusis it's time to consider the possibilities Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show. So it now seems that we are finally, maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, toes crossed, emerging from this pandemic. So we may want to look at some ideas that will help us transition into a post-pandemic period and uh, connect with people again. That's going to be very weird. Uh, um, as I say, I'm very concerned that the people that I've met over the last year and a half, I only know the rise. If they take that mask off, I'm not sure I'm going to recognize who they are. Um, so from now throughout the summer, uh, we have a great lineup of guests who will be joining us uh, one each week uh, to cover some fascinating ideas to help us as we begin to arrive at whatever our new normal might be. So I'm your host, Gord Riddell, and I am here with my co-host, our very knowledgeable naturopathic doctor and my friend, Dr. Alexia Georgiusis. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Gord. Hello. Nice, nice to see you on nice. TV again. Yes, yes. Over a year of <laughs> seeing each other. I'm going to see what you look like. <laughs> um, so we are live. If you would like to join our conversation, uh, please do so. Uh, it's toll-free from anywhere in North America. It's 1-888-346-9141. Now, we have with us Linda Kushner. She is a returning guest. I'm happy to say. Uh, Linda is a registered psychotherapist. She is a spiritual director, a Reiki master, and a life coach. you got to stop taking these courses, girl. <laughs> uh, she's an avid lifelong learner from whether it's courses or books or attending conferences. Linda was first introduced to the seven rays, which we're going to talk about tonight, in 1999 while attending a weekend study retreat with our uh, late friend, Maria Jankovic. Uh, the program was taught by Dr. Uh, Norma Milanovic, uh, whose teachings inspired Linda and Maria to go f- uh, further and begin to really study the seven rays. People like Joshua Stone and Alice Bailey, who's very famous in this area, Benjamin Cream, and many more. Linda uh, has been teaching the seven rays for many years now and brings with her a huge wealth of knowledge. She's an accomplished instructor, and she also holds a position as Registrar Managing Director at the Transformational Arts College. Uh, She is offering an evening mini workshop next Wednesday, and I'll talk more about that at the end of the show as to how you might get involved. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Good. Nice to have you back. Um, So the seven rays, the concept's really quite old, actually, isn't it? Um, I don't think a lot of people, though, are aware of it. Where did this come from? What's its history? It really goes way back into some of the oldest religions in the world, in Hinduism, Buddhism, a lot of the esoteric mystery schools as well, informing really that much of what we can call the 21st century spirituality. And it was really brought forward um, by a theosophist, um, Madame Blavatsky. She was actually the founder of theosophy. And then, of course, Alice Bailey, in her numerous writings, you know, wrote about the, the rays and, and around the umbrella of esoteric psychology as well. There's lots of contemporary teachers um, as well um, who are, are especially prolific as Joshua Stone. He's no longer with us. He, he did pass away, but um, he had an interesting connection to psychology 
being the son of Joshua, uh, the son of Hal and Sidra Stone, uh, who brought us voice dialoguing. And he really went into great depth. Obviously, he went into you know, massive studying of the rays and then wrote some incredible information about them in a little bit more of a language that is a little easier to read than Alice Bailey, you know, from that mm. 19th century <laughs> style. Yeah. So, well, so actually, she was writing right up through the war and everything. Uh, because in uh, uh, 45, she, is, she wrote for the very first time the uh, uh, invocation, the great invocation, it's called, um, which in 1952 was, was actually uh, read out and performed by uh, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, hmm. So she was very prolific. Uh, but she has also taken a, a ray out of here as well, like Joshua Stone. I did not realize, actually, until you said that, that she, he was the son of uh, Helen Sidra. Um, so, okay, so tell us, <clears throat> tell us about the rays. What, what does this mean? Well, they're actually seen as these energies that are uh, coming onto the planet and affect all of us as well. They're fundamental energies, and it's the idea that they stem from universal white light. They stem from source, and there's you know other kinds of, of uh, areas to look at in terms of spiritual hierarchies, but they're part of this incredible hierarchy, technically coming from God, from the divine and affecting us, this flow of their energy is affecting us because not only do they hold the divine qualities of the divine or the God or, or the source, but the source. They, they, yeah, they, they actually therefore are affecting us on an individual basis as well as globally. You can look at, you know, some of the, the energy actually can be seen in how different countries rule how how the kind of politics that that is involved but in particular they're associated with um understanding and exploring characteristics where if we understand those we can actually get clear about our strengths and limitations and we can call on those energies just like we can balance chakras right just like when we know about astrology we have a sense of how are the planets affecting us and how can we then choose to respond to, to those energies. Okay. So, so, Linda, did the seven rays, did, uh, was it um, Madame Blavetsky who developed the, the term for, for these kind of powers and how did she discover them or how did she come to, to realize they were there? Well, my understanding is that she studied with some of the great teachers in India. And this information was already there in their teaching. And then she brought them in, into the West, let's, so to speak. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Because so, yeah, it comes out of uh, uh, Hinduism and out of Buddhism. So these yeah, so, concepts. Okay, so this is really... Right. Sorry, Gordon. This was really... Uh, it's, it really is like a, a mysticism in some ways. There's some overlap there. For, for people who don't know what the seven rays are and, when, and also what, what does esoteric mean? What does that mean? Or esoteric psychology, you mentioned that earlier. What does that actually mean? For me, it, it really brings in some of the spiritual teachings into psychology. Right. And that, that would include some of that mysticism, right? Where it has um, ancient roots coming through in terms of our, the development of our psyche and how our psyche works. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I think it's that that third part of like the you know mind body spirit that 
you know, it's not just about the mind and the body, but also there's all these other influences that we're, we're subject to. You know, the same way that people who are getting counseling don't realize that what they're eating is as important as going to see their therapist. You know, or exercising or whatever. You know, there's all these influences. So these are more unseen, like the chakra system, for instance, or astrology, yeah. Linda mentioned. Yeah. And it seems that, so with Linda, for, for you, as, you can, have you, as you've continued to study this, um, how have you been able to see things differently or just deepen your own um, awareness? Well, realizing that each of the rays has separate characteristics, I can get in touch with how does a ray one, which is all about power and will, um, affect me? And how can I look at, um, they're sometimes called virtues and vices or strengths and limitations. So if I need a ray one energy, um, we, we, they say that we have a personality ray that we're most resonant with, and then we have a soul ray. Our personality ray apparently will change in our different incarnations. It assumes the premise of that we have many incarnations for our okay. soul to develop and to grow, um, evolve, etc. But that if I know that um, I resonate with array two, which is love and wisdom, then chances are that those are the, the qualities that I'm going to want to develop. I want to look at the higher expression of those qualities, which would be around um, applying love and wisdom in teaching or in relationships versus um, array one, which is all about power and will, get things done in a very particular way. And it also makes sure that you can get rid of the old to make way for the new. So if there's something that I need to release, I can look at calling on that ray one energy, recognizing that I'll need to bring it into that situation because something has to leave in order for the new to step in. So simple right. things like that, you can work, work with the rays. Certainly That's, rate one is all about leadership as well and politics, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it, it has these incredible strengths in terms of, you know, courage and fearlessness. And um, at the same time, though, the opposite can happen where that energy can also be all about arrogance and ruthlessness and destruction. So does each ray have an aspect then of sort of the shadow and the light? Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. And then people who then are in politics likely have a lot of that ray in them, whether it's soul or personality. People who are in teaching and counseling probably have a lot of ray two wisdom, love and wisdom in them right. as well, right? Um, that's, that's fascinating. And I like that there's this ability or that everyone can have this ability to access and call upon a ray that's needed. Yeah, that okay. you can actually invoke an energy. If you feel stuck, that ray one will get things out of the way, right? <laughs> that's very out interesting. Yeah, it sounds very aggressive. <laughs> need, need a bit of that when I'm procrastinating, for sure. Right. Just to use on yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then, um, you know, working with with something like array three that's active intelligence and that's about mental agility um being able to be organized and it's also about persevering right it's sort of tied in to getting things done from that place of perseverance until it's finished right the interesting thing about um the ray one energy it'll get things out of the way and make things happen right and it usually is about 
doing it my way, whereas the race three is going to be more about um, getting things done to make sure that they're finished. The Ray one person may not be interested in the final pieces of it, right? Yes. Um, but the person who wants to call on that Ray three energy or has a lot of that often is in, in areas like business and economics, finance, trade, right? Where it's about, you have to be organized. You have to be focused, right? You have to be detailed, paying attention to real details. Yeah. And, and then um, there's another kind of intelligence, which is the Ray five, which is all about science and research. And it's, it, you know, the mechanical knowledge, the, technical knowledge, the logical knowledge. So it's a, about real accuracy. Um, Ray 3 has a kind of a broader focus where, you know, it's about how to put things together and make them, get them organized. Uh, Ray 5 energy is very kind of, you know, black and white. Um, it's all about assessing the facts, right? What are the facts? You know, that, just the facts, ma'am. That's all I want. <laughs> And with the other rays, I think you, what's there's you said there's well, seventh yeah, there's, one. Um, Ray four is all about yeah. harmony, okay. um, conflict, but it also includes beauty and art and unity. And Ray four is seen as the ray of struggle, and humanity happens to be on that one, right? That you know certainly um, the whole idea about conflict it actually will allow fast progress because conflicts aren't static, right? They they're out, there's always movement and motion in them of some kind. And usually underneath a conflict, there's, a, there's sort of a search for coming to some kind of um, unification or building a bridge of, you know, um, that, that idea of um, needing to bring in some balance and harmony. The conflict might have to happen first, right? Uh-huh. To make that. So I see how you mean that this can really inform people and give awareness so that we don't take things as personally right yeah. and we also can have much more compassion right. for other people well, it's, and almost, realize. it's almost like a map too it's kind of like okay i want to go from here to here we need this person and you know it's, it's kind of like okay so i need this to happen between me and this person in order for this to happen you know so it, it's in some, in some ways it's kind of like a management <laughs> you know uh, uh management of your life or management at work or whatever but um, yeah, there's like a, a plan there somehow. Yeah. yeah, the other interesting thing is like if, if um, you're wanting to have a creative energy, like you want that creativity to really flow forth, that Ray 4 is all about, um, it, it's the one that the artist, you know, the arts are all about, where um, that's the, the flow of that creative energy is, is in that Ray, right? And creative energy is often needed to, to resolve conflict, right? Mm. That, we need to go to that level of creativity um, to bring forth that unity and to bring forth that harmony, right? Well, I'm fascinated to know how, and I know you're going to do this in your uh, your um, class next week, about how to access this and how to recognize what's needed, because I think that's sometimes difficult to get a sense of, oh, I need to get this thing done, and yet it might not be that Ray 1 is needed, it depends on what, what phase you're in, in that particular thing that needs to get done. Right. Whether it's going to be um, something that needs that really quick thrust of just move through it, um, or it needs more of that, that reflection of love and wisdom, or that ability to look at all of the pieces and the, create the tapestry, and from that tapestry, 
take the next action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll bet you when it comes to procrastination, probably number one is the is going to be the one that's the most important. Just ram through it and get it done, right? You know, the other one is very poetically huge, you know, and and uh, pulling all these pieces together. I think, you know, I mean, I might be making an assumption. Obviously, I am, but uh, uh, the number one would probably be work best when it comes to pushing through stuff. And and Linda, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't remember if you did. You say number seven? What was that? I might have. No, well, didn't number six. <laughs> oh, sorry, because I interrupted you. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go to number six as well. Um, so, ray six is devotion and idealism, and it's 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 a ray that um, is actually kind of leading the planet. There, some of the information is talking about you know when rays were predominant on the planet as well, and the planet. Um, if you think about that, I, the concept of we're moving from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius, that race six is very much Piscean, right? It's all about um, yearning for a higher God, yearning mm-hmm. for transcendence, right? And then the challenge around that, it, you can be very loyal, but that's the one that's all about fanaticism and religious wars. And um, there's so much fervor behind it as well. Well, as we begin to peter right. out of Pisces, We're going to have to take a break here. (laughs) We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. 
Uh, just a reminder, uh, if you'd like to uh, join in on this evening's conversation, uh, the phone number is toll-free anywhere in North America, uh, 1-888-346-9141. Uh, so we were at ray number six when we had to, that was about transitioning from the Piscean age into the age of Aquarius, yes? Right. So that ray six, which is all about devotion and idealism, um, what's beautiful about it is it, it's an energy of very being able to be single-minded, to, to really devote oneself to something very specific. And at the same time, the opposite of that would be becoming very narrow-minded and not including other ideas, other, other concepts as well. And certainly around religion, we've seen that. Um, politics. In, you know, the wars and politics as well, right? And Stay that if, we, if we're wanting to have more faith in our lives, that's a beautiful ray to connect with. Um, at the same time, um, it's one that is moving off of the planet in terms of it had, had, had huge influence, continues to. And what's interesting is that as race six leaves, race seven is becoming much more predominant. And when you've got that kind of transition happening, that's where you get a lot of upheaval, a lot of, of uh, wonky energies, right? It's not an easy transition. Probably not. Was, was race seven? Race seven is um, a ceremonial, a ceremonial. Uh, order um, and and where 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 did I go with that? Uh, and it's replacing six. magic ritual. Yeah, it's going okay. to replace number six. So so the purpose of of these rays is to guide us, but also having a sense of you know what happens with uh, when you get to seven. When you said it's sort of ceremonial or ritual, is that a sense of of completion or do you go on another cycle and and that's what i'm curious about are these rays sort of linear or is it more like the spiral of evolution or it's, is it another circular? cycle and the cycle is happening because of our consciousness like we have an impact because our consciousness before many many years many many you know hundreds of years ago might not have in terms of mass consciousness of that new age that we've gone through which is now middle age right but that idea mm -hmm. of of um, that consciousness is, is sort of ready to come onto the planet because of how the energies have been shifting on the planet as well. And that race seven, um, it, it's all about, um, has a cleansing ability around it. Um, people will hear the term the violet flame is tied into a cleansing flame or cleansing energy, but it's also about organizing. It's about um, um bringing matter um, and spirit together, right? And when you think about where our consciousness has gone, where spirituality or a search for spirituality or wanting to have spirituality in our lives, it's no longer about we have to leave our lives to do that, right? Right. Um, we've certainly, you know, become the modern mystics, you know, where we're exploring that on many different levels in many different ways, right? Well, I certainly see a lot more people who are healers, and that includes everything from naturopathy all the way through to uh, psychotherapy, are often involved with or incorporating some elements of shamanism. Yeah. Shamanism. And that's the ceremonial, the ritual yeah. know, uh, into it. And I, do, I know the ritual is just incredibly important psychologically. And what's interesting about that is um, the healer energy is also a ray five. So it's this combination of the Ray 5 that is very precise because ritual, as you know, has very precise steps to it. And then right. at the same time, this sort of um, 
race seven, which is all about um, really fusion and blending and bringing things, coordinating them, bringing into coordination, right? That's part of that. That's really fascinating. And uh, the violet flame, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of that, but I, it, I had this memory flashed into my mind about, you know, remember learning with the Bunsen burner. Do you remember in chemistry? Yep. And, and I don't know if you guys took chemistry, but I remember using the Bunsen burners and the hottest part of the flame was that, you know, center violet that is there so that you knew when you were distilling something down. Um, so it's kind of... Explode a, uh, exactly, that too. Yeah. That too. <laughs> so, so, so that's very interesting, Linda. And I, <clears throat> I wanted to get a little bit more clarification around... How these are, because I'm trying to imagine it in my mind. So this is sort of from the universal light energy. And it's meant to be this that's coming from consciousness. But there is a, a, a pattern to it or a system. Is that is that the right language? I'm not sure if I'm using the right words. I, I guess you could look at it as a system. Um, a system that then you you can relate to in your personal life and then you can see the broader aspect of it in terms of how it's expressing in different ways on, on, in our lives and not just with ourselves, but with others. If we know that someone who is very, very um, logical uh, really just wants facts, ma'am, which is a ray five, if, you know, and, and we know kind of the broader context of what that ray five energy is all about being very technical, very precise. And if our predisposition is to be a ray three, which is kind of like grabbing stuff from all over the place and bringing them together, still or organizing them, but it's in a different way, then we can also consciously decide when that person is um, with us that they're not going to be interested in all the peripheral stuff that we can bring in, that abstract thinking, right? Right. That it creates a possibility of um, being able to meet people more closely where they're at, right? And yet, at the same time, recognizing who we are, we're not denying that. We're just recognizing in terms of that dynamic that we have some choices and some possibilities that we can bring in to that interrelational dynamic. That makes sense. Yes, it uh, it totally does. It's like collaborating, and similar to what you were saying earlier, is similar to informing us, like astrology does, or you know anything really that more relational in the world. You know, feeling more connected ultimately. And no, this not no. sorry, Gord. This not number seven thing. Let's. I was going to ask. Oh no, that. I wanted to just stay with where you're at. Okay, sure. Um, the. Um, did you not say, or did I not read somewhere that you sort of arrive in this incarnation with a one of those rays is your predominant one that sort of lasts through your lifetime? Um, well, for our soul learning, um, we tend to keep with the same soul ray in different incarnations, and then okay. we have a personality ray, which will then bring more learning to the soul. So we get an opportunity to have a predominant one, but we can, we also are influenced by all of them, right? So right, if right. we know what our predominant, what likely, you know, way of being in the world is, then we can work consciously on choosing to to um, really develop the strengths or, or the they call them the virtues um, and notice 
when we have limitations or devices, you know, um, are, are we in a way mostly expressing those vices or those limitations? And could we turn that around? Like, could we transform that to really right. focus on how do I work with the strengths of, you know, what is connected to me in terms of that ray energy? So how would you know what uh, your soul ray is? Well, it's challenging. A lot of it is about really doing the exploration, the investigation, um, doing the reading. But there are some some readers. Joshua Stone mentioned that one of the best ways is to find someone, basically a psychic, you know, someone who, you know, has that knowledge base, but also has that ability to do okay. a reading on you. That would be one of the ways to do it. For me, it's more about with the studying that Maria and I did, um, it was very clear, you know, because we were friends to be able to say, well, yeah, that's totally you or yeah, that's totally you. Right? <laughs> when you look at all the characteristics. Yeah, yeah. Well, and can you access through this through also deep meditation, like journeying and shamanic, you know, practices, journeying in, in Christianity, it's contemplative prayer. You know, there's dance that's involved and you to get into sort of the state of being receptive to uh, having some kind of clarity. Is there a way to access that way? I would think so. But it's not that one ray is better than another, right? It's more about the knowledge can help us in our life. Like, it's not about um, denying a ray and, and not, you know, not wanting to work with it. It's more about that knowledge is going to help us. So, you know, one of the ways is, for instance, in my in my evening, I end with a meditation where I'm asking people in that meditative state to go into the energy of that ray and really feel it, really connect with it, right? And all of its aspects and its characteristics and what it feels like. And then that experience will inform people more along yeah. with the information, right? So right. That, because every ray has the full rays, seven rays in it. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing stands by itself. So you don't just have ray one, you have ray one containing all seven rays within right. that one ray. Right. I thought, yeah. oh, I had to think about that one for a long time. All right, five it's minutes. really fascinating. Yeah, it's really it's fascinating. Really, I mean, just the containment was just really quite fascinating. You know, what's fascinating too, though, is is this is another instance of sevens. You know, there's the seven rays. We've got you know, seven is just so magical, um, and and I mean, I know it's biblical. It's a, all of, all of the the higher higher books. You know, but we have seven musical notes in a scale. Uh, we've got seven days of the week. Uh, this is number four, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's seven, the seven colors that are in the visible spectrum that we see um, and the seven major chakras. Now we have seven rays. I just think the seven is fascinating. <laughs> there's another number that comes up around the rays, though. Um, there are more, uh, after, after Alice Bailey's writings, um, people then have written about five more rays for a total of 12. And interestingly, really? 12 is another, you know, mystical. 12 is a very mystical number, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And the, the other five rays, though, are simply blends and combination of the other rays as well. My focus is going to be more on, on the seven rays, um, but the information is out there in terms of ray, ray um, 8, 9, and 10, 11, and 12 as well. Right. Right, right. Those are other energies that we can also tune into. Right. And then um, 
what's interesting too, if you look historically, you can look at historical figures and even notice that um, they were probably op operating on very particular rays, like famous people that we know of, right? Um, some of some of what um, I've come across is people like Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci. Of course, both of them would have a strong ray four, which is all about art, beauty art, but also the ray of struggle um, and the ray of conflict. And then they'll have different combinations of rays around their personality, around their emotional body, around their mental body. They're not exactly the same. And when you look at, if you were to look at their art, you would see that it makes a lot of sense that a Michelangelo has a soul ray one and a personality ray four, where Leonardo da Vinci has a soul ray four and a personality seven, right? Very different kinds of art that they created along the way, right? When you look at, you know, some of the um, political figures like Mao Zedong, um, interesting that he has, is considered to have a soul ray one and a personality ray one, two ray ones, very challenging. Wow. Very material, right? Do it my way or no way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's it. That's the only that's way. That's kind of what he did, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he went yeah. on the on the Great March, he he marched. He got everybody out of the way. Yeah. Make way for himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then it took over. You know, and then uh, uh, in the sixties with his wife, you know, the 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 Cultural Revolution that took place in China. That right. was again clear out anything that was becoming an obstacle, and that was all the intelligent uh, academics and so on. And he just cleared yeah. all of them out. Yeah. And Linda, in your experience, did, have you found that you can sense when you've been able to transform or notice? Oh, I'm in this sort of—I um, don't want to say negative, but this darker side of of this one ray, and I want to bring in the lighter side. Have you been able to recognize how in yourself you've been able to do that? So definitely in terms of um, sometimes getting stuck and procrastinating. If I remember, I have to remember. <laughs> remember that you're procrastinating. <laughs> right. Um, then it's a different kind of energy that starts to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And certainly... I really feel when I'm teaching and when I'm seeing clients in therapy, I really feel that I'm sitting in this energy of love and wisdom, right? Mm. That, you know, the wisdom is so important. It's not just about being empathic and, you know, sympathetic, you know, it, it's about, you know, being able to, to take people to a place where um, it's, it's about empowering them too, Right, you know, um, things things like um, being able to help someone actually uncover um, how they can find their own wisdom to move forward around a particular issue, right? Especially yeah. when they want other people to tell them how to do it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guiding them into their own discoveries is much more difficult. It's easier yeah. to tell them sometimes, just do it this way. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course the rebel rears up and goes don't tell me how to do it yeah, exactly. well I think it just brings another layer too of being very intentional and very mindful in how we are showing up for ourselves and also for other people and like you said I love that you said I have to remember that I'm procrastinating I think that I'm the same it's like oh I have to notice this and 
you know, what am I doing distracting? And, you know, Gordon, and I talked about this around self-sabotage and sort of the archetypes. And that's a little bit of what this reminds me of too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, they all relate, you know, in terms of working with the energy of archetypes, working with astrology, working with our, our chakras, like all of, all of that is interrelated. What's interesting about the rays, they talk about the rays actually um, precede those those kinds of energies that even the, um, the zodiac contains those energies of the rays. Say that one more time. So even the because the rays actually are precursors to astrology and precursors okay. to archetypes, that those actually contain the ray energies. Uh, so the ray is like the the um, energetic imprint, and then the other two sort of form it on some loosely loosely form it, mm-hmm. like not structure, not material, but yeah, within their own parameters. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. 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 yeah, it really is. Fascinatingly, we have to take a break here. We'll be right back in two minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca That's info at spiritgrows.ca Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, and welcome back. Uh, Linda, um, okay, so you've been giving us some of these ideas, but really, what, what can this knowledge, these energies of the rays, how does that benefit me if I study this? How will that benefit me in my 
sort of everyday life, day-to-day life? Well, I can, I can give you some examples. So, you know, remembering that no one ray is better than another, but if I wanted to go into politics, I'm going to need that ray one energy, but I, I have to also choose, am I going to be one of those egotistical, corrupt politicians, right? <laughs> or am I going to use those higher expressions of that ray, right? So that would be one one way. If I want to go into teaching and it's around spiritual teaching as well, then it's a great thing to have that ray two energy of love and wisdom. But what about um, I might not be as skilled around business, right? Or maybe I give away my my power, right? I don't that ray three is all about manifestation and, and organizing and manifestation at the same time. So I'm going to want those other energies as well as that that love and wisdom to be able to be a great teacher, right? To be able to survive even. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, to have that singular, you know, oh, I'm a spiritual teacher, you'd be like un- unattainable. Like you would be able to be communicated with. Yeah. You'd be like, la, la, la. You know, out, out in la, la land, as some people are. You right. know. Right. At least that would be my, uh, you know, my, my feeling around that. So people then who um, are good with money and business, that's a lot of Ray 3 energy, but they might be actually expressing in ways that they can become really callous and dishonest, manipulative, right? So, uh, you know, again, it's recognizing that I'm going to need that Ray 3 energy if I'm going to want to um, be successful in business and in manifesting what it is that whatever that may be um, that if I want to be an artist, I might need some other energies in there because that artistic temperament is very much about up and down and mood swings. And then at the same time, (laughs) not, you know, being very passive, you know, you know, often going to the place of, you know, that other kind of, you know, um, depression and then that manic activity and the back and forth, right? So it's looking at, well, what energy am I going to need? I want to be an artist in whatever my field is, but I also want to get some of those more grounded rays in. Sometimes even you can see them as being masculine or feminine. You know, mm-hmm. Ray one obviously is very masculine. Ray two is going to be very feminine, right? And then mm-hmm. if I'm dealing with science, if I'm wanting to understand science, that ray five is going to be really helpful as well. But on the other hand, I might become um, the kind of scientist that is not caring, right? And that, you know, is not caring about what what is being developed in that scientific technical place, right? Um, or judging astronomical amounts of money. Yeah, right. now that yeah. too, right? Yeah. Right. And then if, if the rate, the ray of idealism and devotion, it's great to be devoted on our spiritual path, but how devoted to become a follower of a guru and then give away all your power. Right. So it's recognizing I'm going to need to pull in other kinds of energy um, around that as well. Or even, or even joining an order, like forget the guru, but like if you were like, say within Catholicism or, or Buddhism, becoming a nun or a monk or, or whatever. So you're part of a community kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I, I really like how, and I, it's, it's very, I'm really glad that you're going to be sharing more of this next week around accessing this as energy, 
because I know, you know, in chanting and Sufism, for example, it's the similar to what you were saying around calling in these virtues, you know, you're calling in these qualities of the divine and the same in shamanism, the four directions and calling in the energy of those animals, the power animals that are there. And, and this aspect of being able to have the awareness of receiving, because that's what I think a lot of people um, aren't aware of is that how to receive, how do we allow yeah. ourselves to actually receive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's um, once we have a body of knowledge, then it can inform us in terms of how do we move forward, right? That, you know, we're, we're, we're always in motion, right? And that we can make choices about moving forward with the possibility of becoming more empowered, right? To have more choice in our life as well, yeah. right? Just like knowing about how our chakra system work, works is going to allow us then to make choices that are going to be more about empowering and also about being in the world um, from a place of our authenticity, right? Rather than what we believe or have been, you know, programmed to believe we're supposed to be or, or do, right, or have, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, I like how you describe that because it's, it's that sense of, you said something right at the beginning around, you know, um, material or matters, you know, things that, that how this is formed and where does thought come into play? You know, because people have, we all have that monkey man mind, that narrative mind that's, you know, chatting all the time. And so where does that play in, in terms of the seven rays well, it it could tie into that it, in our mental body, we actually may resonate with a particular ray energy, which may or may not serve us, right? And looking at, do we need to bring in another energy in terms of our mental body? Um, if, if our thinking is all over the place, um, which could be ray three, um, then maybe we need to call in something that's more precise, which could be a ray five or a ray seven. We want to get much more precise about um, where our thoughts are taking us and or where where what we need to figure out um, in a in a you know more um, organized way rather. Right? Yeah. So I'm curious, and maybe you're sharing this on Wednesday, but is it literally a calling, like where you just call in the energy? Like I want to call in the energy of Ray One, or I want to yeah. call in the energy of Ray Two. Is that what you do? Because I'll be like, I want all seven right now. <laughs> and, well, in a particular situation, you can even call in the color of that ray. Right? Oh. So if you're wanting to call in love and wisdom in a situation, you know, let's say um, that needs more love and wisdom or harmony of some kind, you can call in that pink energy because it's both pink and blue. Um, so you, but the blue is about the wisdom, right, to bring in both colors. They, they have an energy within them as well. And that you can surround the situation, you can surround yourself with that color that has an energetic component to it, right? So so is this, this is what I mean, is that let's say you're in a situation, a dynamic with, you know, let's say a family member. <laughs> That's always <laughs> challenging sometimes. <laughs> well, not always. But you want to call in. So do you do it in your mind's eye? Yeah. And that, that an awareness practice? Okay. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. It's kind of like stating the intention, isn't it? Yeah. 
you know, yeah. going into it, except it's holding a, it was more visual as opposed to saying words. You're going to go into a visual uh, intention, which yeah. I think is actually at times much more powerful to work with from the inside. You know, externally, I'm a big believer in this power of our words and our language is brutally, brutally powerful. But internally, I think our visual is really, really powerful. Because we're so used to that, nah, 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 that you know, that that voice of the narrative that never ends. And then we went, and then we went, and then we went. What if? What if? What if? So to to state those things in our head is just another another rumination in a way, you know, another set of words to go. But to to hold up visions, you know, I think is much more powerful. Uh, on the the healing circle last week, I did the great invocation because it was close to the when it is held every year. Um, but what I had them do in the meditation was to actually visualize the, the you know, from, from, you know, the, the mind of God to the, the, the man, you know, the, the, the point of light of man uh, or people. Uh, but I had them do it to, to you and then to humans. And they found that very powerful. You know, I bet. I bet. Yeah, absolutely. It really um, worked that invocation has so much depth to it mm-hmm. when you sit in it. It's like you have to sit in it versus just read it, right? Do you know what I mean? Um, it, it was quite powerful to, to go through that in that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just inspired to do it that way, you know. And it really, I mean, I had to add to it a little bit to personalize it, but it worked really well, you know. So I think that, that working with this color and the intention, I think visually it would be even more powerful. Mm-hmm. And Linda, what about, can you give us some examples of countries? You mentioned sure. that earlier. Um, yeah. So, so for instance, we have um, Canada is a personality ray one, which is power and will, and a soul ray two, which is love and wisdom. Does that make sense for you? Hmm. That's so interesting. Not for me, when I think of power and will, I, I guess I, I, uh, don't really see Canada that way. I see it much more. I can't, I don't know what the other rays are, but I feel like there's more of a, um, what's the word? I want to say complacency on some level. So that's like harmony, wherever that would be, like just kind of staying, Yeah, you know. That would be the, the two. I, don't, I guess I don't see it either. I don't see Canada as being a butt kicker. So now, the U.S. I would see as, a, as a number one. Well, I'll get to the U.S., but I just want to mention – um, for Canada, that love, that personality rate, the ultimate journey is eventually for the personality um, rate for the country to incorporate and express more of its soul ray um, energy. So Canada okay. is a place where there might be complacency, so that might be a lower expression, but at the same time, the higher expression would be about being pretty accepting of other people. Right. Um, really always pushing back, though, the powers that be, the politicians, they're always like fighting with each other. But. Yeah. 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 But it, it's still that energy um, that the, 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 the power and, and will energy is something that is underneath it, that it can start to develop more to be more in alignment with its soul. The idea is that eventually we can be more in alignment with our soul ray. Okay. Ultimately. Mm. So the U.S., for instance, 
It has a personality ray, number six, idealism and devotion. Oh, yeah. Second ray. Go for <laughs> second ray is, is love and wisdom, right? Yeah. Or oh, sorry, the soul ray is second ray, love and wisdom, right? That's and interesting. that's what it makes sense in terms of their constitution, we can see that. I can see that one much easier than I can see the one for the one that we're living in uh, <laughs> yeah. for Canada, which is interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, Germany uh, is seen as having the personality ray one, power and will, mm-hmm. and soul ray harmony, number four, harmony through conflict. And you think about the history of Germany. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems huh. to be sense. This is, this is all fascinating. Unfortunately, people are going to have to tune in to you. Uh, they're going to have to come to your, your workshop next week uh, on Wednesday because we're running out of time here. Um, if you want to contact us here at uh, Things Worth Considering, uh, you can get us at info at spiritgrows.ca. Please, uh, uh, transformationalarts.ca. You'll be able to see what's coming up uh, on the radio show. Um, now, we will have a series uh, every Thursday. We will have the instructor for the next Wednesday is going to give you a taste of what they're going to be doing. So uh, we have people booked all the way through to September. Uh, 11 mini workshops. Everyone is three hours long, uh, spaced out over 12 weeks. Uh, so we're going to be getting the, uh, the pres- presenters on here. So next week, Linda will be presenting June 23rd, three-hour workshop on the seven rays, exercises of how to work with them. Uh, please go to the website, transformationalarts.ca. And you'll be able to do everything there, and they will send you the Zoom link uh, to be able to tune in. Uh, so at uh, next week, then uh, on Thursday at eight o'clock, um, Alexi and I will be here, and we're going to be discussing Pride Week, uh, which is uh, throughout North America next week. And unfortunately, it's canceled for the second year in a row due to COVID nineteen here in Ontario. Uh, but we're going to talk about the history, the ups and the downs but always moving forward with the LGBTQI plus community. Look at that. How fast I like that. Keeps um, going. <laughs> we hope that you have, yeah, really. And we'll hope that you will be able to join us. So uh, that's lots of good stuff. It's all on the website, transformationalarts.ca. This is Gordon L. Alexia, Georgesis. Thank you, Linda. We'll be back here next week. Have a healthy week. Thanks, See Linda. Thank Thanks, Linda. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. For tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 